It's the disrespect for me. It's the, hi, my name is water for me. It's the, can I get a for me? Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Pearls and Cucumbers, the podcast. I am your host, Asha Pearl, and I'll be straight up. I am so sleepy today. I'm sleepy. I'm groggy. My um, medications just sort of changed up and, you know, um, I'm struggling a little bit this new year, but I'm still persevering. I'm still doing this. It took a lot for me to conjure up the energy to do this, but I'm doing it. I have to give a amazing, obnoxious, and very long shout out to my best friend on this planet, Ari Chuchi Frangius. We just exchanged Christmas gifts right before I started recording this, and then I kicked him out his my house because I had to record. <laughs> And I know he's upset with me, but I love him dearly. I really hope that he appreciates and loves the gift that I got him because I know that I am obsessed with the Inuyasha blanket and the Inuyasha ramen bowl. And I already cooked ramen. I should have sent him a picture, but I already cooked ramen and ate it out there. And it wasn't the most poppin' ramen, but I was just so excited to eat out of this ramen bowl. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for these gifts because it shows that you know me and... I love you very much. Speaking of ramen, speaking of food, today's episode, we're going to talk about the disrespect in restaurants. Just the atmosphere that people that work in restaurants, servers, bartenders, hosts, managers, cooks, all of them receive on a consistent basis working in an environment like this. So... Real quick, last week's episode, we talked a little bit about taking things one step at a time, not getting overwhelmed. The premise of it came from, you know, my brain going into survival mode. Something happens and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I have to do a trillion, million, billion things and I don't know what I'm going to do first. And it sort of helps to bring my mind to video games and, you know, one step at a time. First thing I need to do is do this. One of my favorite games to play is Fortnite. And in Fortnite, first thing you need to do is jump out of the bus. Once you jump out of the bus, find a location. Actually, probably before you jump out of the bus, you should find a location that has the best weapons or the most weapons that you can sort of go to. And depending on your strategy, you know, you can either go to an area where there's a lot of people or go to an area where there's not a lot of people. If you want to survive a little longer, maybe you'll stay in the air longer. So all these choices sort of come with facing life, right? When you're facing this video game, it's like, where should I start? Okay, this is my first step. Then I'll worry about the next step. But if you sort of think about everything at the same time, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if I fall in the bushes and then this is far and then da 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 And like your mind starts to race and you go into survival mode and then you end up doing nothing because you have psyched yourself out so much. So that was sort of the premise of the first episode of season two, the first episode of 2022. And I hadn't even come up with like a script or anything for this episode because (laughs) it's very organic and it's very easy for me to talk about things that happen in the restaurant because that has been my primary job for most of my 20s, all of my 20s, actually. I 
After I graduated high school, I worked at Applebee's and I was a host, a hostess, whatever. And I remember having my very, very first panic attack at that job. Um, at least that I remember, because I don't really remember having panic attacks in high school. I just remember having very bad anxiety. And I remember being in the setting at work and being a host, you know, your priority, my, your main priority is to seat guests and clean tables, bus tables, if you don't have busters. So it was a moment where there was a lot of people coming in and I was getting freaked out and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to sit because people, you know, some servers are like, we'll just forget, you know, about what the managers say and say, I'm closing down my section because I don't want to take tables anymore. And, you know, that's fine. I, you know, I, I being in the restaurant for so long, I get it at that point, at this point in my life. But at the time I was a host and I was like, okay, well, if the server doesn't want tables anymore, I don't know what to do. But someone told me to sit them anyway, because they weren't cut by the manager, cut meaning taken off the, the floor plan. So I sit them and then the server comes up to me and says, you're very difficult to work with, blah, 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 says all these things. And I go into the bathroom and I remember being in the big stall and like literally blacking out, having trouble breathing, just spinning, literally spinning in this bathroom by myself, breathing heavy, blacking out. And I don't even really remember leaving the bathroom. I just remember like walking like I was drunk. It was very blurry. So that was sort of like in my first few months of working at a restaurant. And I remember thinking, I can never do this again. I can't come back to this job. But I was 18 thinking like I can just stop doing something and, you know, go on with my life, which I did. But it took me a while. I went back and I actually worked through it. And I remember having a really great triumphant moment after that. And I remember think like my managers praising me and all these things because I, I did the job well. So fast forward a few years later, I get a job at Outback Steakhouse, which I ended up staying there for on and off six, maybe seven years. I was there, I would leave, I would work at other places, I would work three jobs, two jobs, but Outback seemed to be the most consistent. Um, I started as a host slash hostess there, went to uh, takeaway or curbside takeaway, curbside to go, whatever you want to call it, moved up to server, moved up to serving trainer, and then eventually became a bartender. I The only things I haven't worked at a restaurant have been like dish, uh, any of the chefs, so like salad, dessert, um, fry side, grill, all those things, and manager. I haven't done any of those things. I did kind of key for a while, and it's a, it's different things in different restaurants. So some places call it server assistant, some places call it key, some places call it um, MIT, manager in training, things like that. But um, I never was officially in that position. So I had done a ton of different things in the restaurant. The one thing that stayed consistent was the way that people, guests, customers, whoever they are, speak to you. People come to restaurants and speak so out of pocket to you sometimes. It's it's almost, and this is why if, you, if you're friends with servers, if you're like, if you chill with people that are serving or bartenders or whatever, they drink a lot or they smoke a lot or they go out a lot because it's nice to have someone else take care of you, even if they're just giving you a plate of food 
and not have to take care of other people every single day. Because right now my schedule is um, towards the end of the week into the weekend, nighttime. So I don't work Monday through Friday because there's really no money in that. When do people generally go out to eat? It's usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, at nighttime. So if you're working Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, like people aren't really going out to eat except for like older people, regulars, people going out for lunch, things like that. And you can make money, but generally people will work doubles or they'll work towards the end of the week because that's when you get the masses coming in. I will say the clientele you get in the afternoon on the weekdays is vastly different from the clientele you get on the weekends, especially in the evening. I'll tell you about two interactions that happened to me last week. And it wasn't to me, it was actually the whole staff, but just things that I witnessed just in a week of working at, because now I work at um, a different restaurant. I won't say the name yet. (laughs) Um, Two interactions that happened to the staff, around me, to me, whatever. And why people feel like they can talk to you like that and also why it's wrong because maybe you're that person that comes out to the restaurant and you're listening to this and you could you could think until you're blue in the face I'm a great person I'm a nice person I'm kind to people but if you go out to eat and your reaction is to look at your menu and not even look up at the person that's like hello good afternoon, good evening, I'm your server, can I take care of you? And then you you don't even listen to what they're saying and you just say water, juice, you know, whatever, whatever whatever your order is, but don't even interact with the person that's taking your order. I think there's a problem there. And maybe I'm biased because I've worked in that environment for so many years, but there, there has to be something that's not connecting with you to not think that that person is worth your time or not think that that person, whether it's a bartender, a server, a manager, whatever, is worth you looking up or just looking over to speak to them. So interaction number one, I can't say it's too, too much because there is unfortunately like an ongoing, I don't want to say investigation, but um, thing going on with this interaction that's happened. But apparently a guest walked in and immediately said, I want to talk to a manager. Apparently the guest had incorrect to-go orders in the past. Nothing that day, not nothing the day that she came in, but all in the past. And she comes in yelling at the to-go uh, person, the person that was working in to-go that day, the bartender, and then screaming and gesturing and doing a lot of things and talking in a very demeaning way to the manager. What I sort of loved about the staff that we were working with and what I continue to sort of adore about them is that we all kind of rallied and were like, you are not going to speak to one of my fellow employees like that. You are not going to speak to my coworker or my manager because we really try to hold each other down. We really do try to be there for each other. And I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not a fighter. I don't fight. (laughs) I don't know how to. I get very emotional. I get very uncomfortable. I'll speak up and I've gotten better with that, but I'm not going to fight you. If you throw a punch at me, I'll probably kick you and walk away because I'm not trying to fight you because 
one, I don't want to get arrested. Two, I'm, I can't fight and I know I can't. And I know that about myself. I have many flaws and that is just another one of them. <laughs> so I'm not going to fight, but I will try to, you know, pull somebody's hair if they're trying to come for my friend or whatever. But anyway, the girl was getting very aggressive. She, she began recording everyone in the restaurant because when it sort of clicked and we realized, oh, you came in screaming about an order that's not even in right now. We were like, what's up with you? So it seemed like she was intoxicated or on drugs or something. We couldn't really tell. But the fact that she started with us and then by the time she started recording, it was only, it only seemed like it was a perspective of us coming at her. That's when things sort of got out of hand. So another guest was sitting at the bar and she was like, you're going to stop recording me right now. Like, you're not, I'm not involved in this. So you're going to get that camera out of my face. And she got up and it became a whole thing. And I remember like sort of, it's sort of a blur. But once I saw that people were starting to scuffle, I sort of ran and then the bartender ran and we were like, oh, we got to get, you know, get this under control because they are still guests in the restaurant. It was pretty early in the night. It wasn't busy, but you know, there was people that were watching and saw what was going on. So interaction number one, I'm saying you really... The fact that people's response nowadays is to pull out their phone and start recording when things are going on, that's just not my response. And I know that a lot of it is a protection thing, but if you feel the need to start recording after people combat you and try to prove you wrong and not at the start, you should have, if you felt the need to record, you should have recorded at the very beginning. It should have been a thing like, I'm going to record this interaction so to protect myself. But you started recording when you felt like, oh, I'm losing this battle. I'm losing this argument. Again, just a moment of disconnect and a moment of like, it's not even, you're not even treating us humanely. It's like, I'm going to record these items, these other things in this. It, it, I, you can't even call them people. I can't even get my words for it but you can't even call us people because you're just first of all she was called she was saying that we were calling her bitches she was calling us out of every bitch and nigga in the in the book to call us you know this bitch is doing this to me I'm like but what about what you were doing initially so interaction number two one of my friends at the job I won't say her name um she had a table that was very very difficult and it was Saturday night it was you know if anybody knows, Saturday and Sunday, Sundays for me are the worst day to work. But it was a Saturday night and um, it was really, really busy all day. Like just running, 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 running. There was never a moment where I just was in the, like I didn't even go to the bathroom. Like it wasn't until all my tables left that I actually was like, oh, let me eat something, you know? And I had gotten there at three, didn't lead to like midnight. It's a very, very long shift. So my friend had a very difficult table who was disrespectful, it was a couple, and just laughing, just not just not really asking. So like, let's say you're at a steakhouse and you're asking for a medium rare sirloin. It's pronounced sirloin. I just wanna say that for all the people that kept saying sirloin, it's filet, not filet. It's shrimp, not scrimp. I just wanna, you know, just put that out there. It's very, it, you might be listening to this and be like, who's saying scrimp? Everybody. Everybody's saying scrimp. I, I get one person every shift that I work that says scrimp. But whatever, moving on. I know what you meant, so I'm I'm never going to correct you. That's another thing. I'm never going to be like, you mean sirloin? I'm not, you know what? If I know what you meant, you know what I meant. I pointed it to in the menu. You know, we're going to move on. 
But if you're listening to this and you say Sherlon or Fillet, it is sirloin and filet. Anyway, it was one of those interactions where they just kept saying things incorrectly. And then when she would say, oh, the sirloin with the with the lobster tail, blah, blah, blah. She, um, the table would basically be like, I don't feel like you're listening to me. And just sort of being nasty and like play, like playing with her, making making it, making the... <laughs> making the interaction much longer than it needed to be. All she's there to do is take your order and make sure that you're comfortable. And you are making everyone in this scenario very uncomfortable. So at the end of the, you know, the service and end of them eating their meal, she takes her credit card, starts to swipe it. If you if you work in retail, work in anything, sometimes like the computer needs to process the payment. Whether you're do, like now it's the chip, whether you're swiping the chip or inserting something like a gift card, the gift card number or whatever, it takes a moment to process because basically your POSI system or POS system is contacting the bank to make sure that there is money in that account. And it's a very, very quick process, but sometimes it takes a little longer. I know that um, I was at Target today. And I used two different cards at Target because I have my debit card and then I have the card that I'm provided from my job. So if I don't transfer all the money over from my work card to my debit card, I'll just use both. So because I don't use my work card very often, it takes a little longer to process because it's not contacting a bank necessarily, it's contacting like a card company. But whatever the case may be, it takes a minute to process all these things. So. Apparently the guests can see my friend talking to another server while this, you know, thing is processing. And you can still, like, you have to be able to multitask as a server. You have to be able to remember that one table wanted ranch, another table wanted a refill on sweet tea and Coke, and another table is still waiting for their soups and salads, and then be able to come out and bring all those things out. You, you just have to be able to multitask in that way. You have to be able to hold a tray of drinks and then hold two breadboards in your, in your hand. You have to be able to do all these things. So it wasn't out of the ordinary that she was waiting for this payment to process, putting in an order, and also talking to another server at the same time. This guest decided to stand up and get upset with my friend and then continue to call her every bitch and whatever in the book, be disrespectful. And then she was like, I'm waiting for it to process. As you can see, your card is in the slot. You know, you just, can you sit down because I'm waiting for it to process? And he said, no, I'm going to stand right here. She said, bet. So then she goes to the back, decides to make the payment in the back because, you know, at this point it's, I'll say this, it was a man threatening a woman and being disrespectful. So she was like, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. I'm going to go to the back where there's more witnesses, there's more people and the managers are in the back. So long story short, this man comes to the kitchen and is screaming at her. You know, she obviously, but like the card was given back. It wasn't stolen. She was taking the payment. And I, at, at whatever point I got the managers, I said, listen, this is what's going on. I need you to come up and, you know, make sure that he doesn't do anything because he's being disrespectful and he's continuing to scream at the managers, scream at my friend. So I just finally said, you need to go. You need to go, sir. That's not my place to do that. I shouldn't have been in the middle of that because, you know, I could have gotten hurt, you know, whatever the case may be. But it just seemed like the right thing to do at that time because no one's really saying anything. But 
let's go back to why I'm talking about this again. It was disrespectful. Who goes, that's like if I went to a Broadway show and I didn't like the way that Idina Menzel did her portrayal of, uh, what's her name? Elphaba in Wicked. And I just went backstage and I was like, you need to do that again because I didn't like the way they came out. And yes, that's an extreme situation. That's that, that seems like it's ridiculous. But why don't you treat actors and actresses and people that work on Wall Street the same as you would treat a server? Why do you think that it's okay for you to walk into the kitchen of a functioning restaurant to scream at a server that hasn't called you out your name that hasn't said anything disrespectful to you, that has simply done exactly what you've asked them to do and you to continue to treat them with disrespect. Why do we have this mentality that because you're a server, because you're a bartender, because you work in the service industry, that you are less than? Where does that stem from? I've been spoken to way out of pocket before at family gatherings, I've been embarrassed to say, oh, I'm a server, oh, I'm a bartender, oh, I work in a restaurant, because I've even been told, oh, when are you going to get a real job? Things like that. I, even in my language now, I have to change my language sometimes and say, oh, I work in the service industry. Or when I was working at a school for a couple of years, I remember saying, oh, I have a big girl job now. Why is being a server not a big girl job? I'm actually making more money working as a server, working less days and less hours than I ever was working at a school. Now that's a whole discussion on its own. That's a whole crazy disrespectful discussion on its own. Like why are we not paying teachers what they des deserve to be paid, especially now in a pandemic? But that's another topic for another podcast episode. We need to treat service industry workers the same as you would treat anyone that you wanna give respect to. And I'm sure that a lot of us have seen that episode. No, it wasn't an episode. What was it, a movie called? I think it was called Serving. And it was with like Ryan Reynolds and he was at that, he was working in that restaurant called Shenanigans or Shenanigans. I think it was something like that. I don't remember exactly. But there's a point where a nasty woman sends back her food and was like, it's not medium rare. And she's very dis disrespectful to the server, disrespectful to the cooks. So the cooks literally spit in her food and make it disgusting and then send it back and then she eats it. That is very, very extreme. I cannot confirm nor deny whether I've seen stuff like that happen. I, I've personally never done anything like that. I don't think that things like that should be done. That's disgusting. You never know what you're transmitting to other people and no one wants to, that's disgusting. But think about that. People that are handling your food, how are you going to be disrespectful to them? People that are taking care of you, that come up to you, just someone off the street, if they're like, hey, how you doing? You say, hi, how are you? Or hi, nice to see you. How are you? I hope you're having a good day. Why do you not treat the person that's taking care of you and serving you food the same way? We're paying bills just like the rest of you guys. We're paying our cell phone bills. I'm paying my rent. I worked with people that were in their 30s and 40s and 50s that were still working at a restaurant as servers, as bartenders, not even as managers necessarily, as cooks, because this was the best job to pay their rent. At the time, 
or in general, it makes no sense to me that people treat service workers any type of way. It just, I've never done it myself. And I think that a part of me for a very, very short period of time, I remember someone in my family sort of being like, shooing a server away and I remember thinking oh I should do the same thing and it was I was a little older when it happened and I remember right after I started working at a restaurant and I was like wow this is like a normal thing for people to do and before you go out to eat especially now especially in a pandemic especially when these people are around so many different people every single day think about what they're going through Think about the fact that they have to be around people constantly, around people that are have their masks off, that are coughing, that are sneezing around them, that are talking without masks around them. You know how many service workers I know that have gotten sick in the course of the pandemic? Now, aside from the pandemic, just someone coming up to you and saying, good afternoon, my name is Asha, I'll be taking your order today. Can I start you off with a strawberry lemonade? Something like that, you know, that's my little spiel. Why would you just dismiss everything I said? Even if you didn't hear me, I'm sorry, can you say that again? I have no problem telling you my name again. I have no problem repeating the specialist to you again. I don't see why you think I would have a problem with that at all. What I do have a problem with is not being looked at. I have a problem with being dismissed. I have a problem with being shooed away. I have a problem with being snapped at. Don't you ever snap at me, y'all. It's a disrespect for me. Next time you go out to eat, look your server in the eye and say thank you for your service. And this is just my last little tidbit and then I'll get off, you know, my little, what is it, soapbox? Um, 20%. We, we, we ain't off this uh, 15 and 18% thing anymore. 20%. Thank you. That is it for today. No music, no wellness segment today. Just 25 minutes of respect your servers, respect your bartenders, respect your restaurant industry workers, respect your food service workers. That's all I want you to take from this. If you take nothing else, take that. And for my co-workers, for my restaurant workers, for my servers, my bartenders, my cooks, my managers, all that. Take a day off. You deserve it. You fucking deserve it. You need to do that little act of self-care each day. If you wake up on Saturday morning, you have work at three o'clock, you're like, you know what? I need to take a Saturday because it's bright and sunny outside. You go ahead and do that. Go off, sis. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I love, love, love y'all. And keep your head up because we're going to go out for mimosas together. (laughs) That was for you, Ativa. Bye.